2: Tuesday night, you play Thursday, cause you're,
0: what a feeling, what a night, oh what a night,
2: watching Tottenham on a Tuesday
3: Hello and welcome to a What a Night, part of the 90 Minute Podcast Network where we're talking all things Tottenham Hotspur. Joining me, Sean Walsh, as he does, I say every week, but it's not really every week, I'd be a lie, wouldn't it, Jude Summerfield?
2: Every month, yeah. Every month. Every month. We're we'll getting there. Is, which, is, uh, which is nice. I think that's, um, you know, 12 times a year is, uh, is probably a good. You know. Good average for us, you I know. think, you know. Stay off each other's necks for yeah, exactly, most right. of the year you
3: know, Spurs played a lot of games recently. They didn't d- didn't want to interrupt on that, you know. <laughs> but them do their thing, you know, we release a pod, they might do worse, you know. Yeah, exactly. They don't want the to they don't want to live up to the pressure. Exactly. At the exactly. moment things
2: are things are decent, so let's just leave it alone. Yeah. That being said, exactly. we're doing a pod right now.
3: Exactly. Um, um yeah. we were meant to be joined again by Hunter Godson today, but he's a dirty traitor, so he's not here. Mm. But we have to receive some questions, you know. I'll start one with this to open the pod. Would you rather have feet for hands or hands for feet? Mm. Real, real Tottenham questions here.
2: Yeah, genuine Tottenham question. Um,
3: Proper football man.
2: I think it has to be. I'd rather have four hands than four feet. You know what I mean? I was so thinking this as well. I think I, because at least you you can have no control with you know your heels and yeah. It's... I've got a weird arch in my feet as well, so <laughs> like, <laughs> so that wouldn't help at all. I wouldn't be able to. Might be able to hold things like that, but like. Yeah, you'd have to get some special glasses as well. I haven't really thought
3: get... about it, but de- defeat just stink in general. Or do these stink just because at the bottom of your body and you're just in them all day? Because like without playing to <laughs> as well, like would your hands just now. Just I think they would stink. C- yeah. Yeah, yeah, they would stink. They're, just, they're very odd appendages when you think about it.
2: They yeah. they are, are odd. Yeah, um, I suppose it'll it also sort of depend on how big your hands are at the moment. So I, I'm I'm backing myself. <laughs> <laughs> to make it work, because I think my hands are quite big. I think, I think, I think, I think you'd be all right. Yeah, I think, think it as well. Really like, work. if you have got, got
3: hands for feet, then I guess it's a bit. It's almost like kind of apish, isn't it? It is. and yeah. They
2: seem to have everything together, so it might just be the next stage of you know evolution. Yeah. Um, it's backwards. just lagging a little bit. It's like horseshoe theory, kind <laughs> exactly. of evolution. Exactly. We're, getting up, we're
3: going up, going back to tadpoles. Exactly. Bolts. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we're heading.
2: I hope so man that'd be sweet
3: sounds classy, it does to
2: sound class does sound
3: class wherever you're anyway so probably talk about Tottenham Hospital. this is a Tottenham Hospital podcast after all oh mm. you brought your drink with you I should have brought my drink god that's it right on the camera Pro- product placement if anyone <laughs>
2: that wasn't me being rude that wasn't me being rude not replying I had a I had a swig of um, you know a beverage we're not so, sponsored by it, anyone are sp- oh, no, no, so.
3: <laughs> insert beverage sponsor here if you're are listening out there Coca-Cola <laughs> Um yeah, uh win the international break now after Never. the longest start to a season ever. <laughs>
2: Still unbeaten in the league though. Yeah, which is hella sweet, isn't it? Like a weird um, feeling. Yeah. Seven I, games in. Five seven wins games in five wins, two draws. Second high scores in the league. It's uh eight, I mean it hasn't all been plain sailing, but mm-hmm. they've they're they're winning games and and um it's it's a good spot to be in you know, one point off top. I think it's, it's a little bit, sort of any team with Guardiola, De Bruyne, Harland is a little bit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> too scary. But you know, it's a great position to be in at the moment. Um, and a lovely win at the weekend as well. Which it was, was a nice little win at the weekend. You were there for?
3: I was. And, uh, it didn't feel like it was going to be a nice little win for a long time. It was quite
2: odd, wasn't it? It was. Uh, <laughs> was
3: we we'll are just, just talk talking really it quickly before we get into kind of the review of September and the season so far. It was a really odd game in that you know, we start with Leicester get the penalty from like, it was just a really bad kind of 15, 20 seconds from down to Sanchez where mm-hmm. he fails to clear the ball. He then goes in for like a really kind of long Sol Campbell versus croatia s slide <laughs> tag, which just, it's <laughs> never ending. It's like, it's like on FIFA, you know, when you just like, you press the slide tag button and then the player just kind of runs into him. But I'm not saying, it was a penalty. James Justin got clipped and it was on the line. So it was a pen.
2: It wasn't a great challenge it wasn't a great it challenge no. and, then, and Lloris
3: <laughs> manages to save the penalty it was very much like the Aguero one against Man City um, in the Champions League I felt mm-hmm. Maybe, I think it was on the other side though which yeah, is like you know, you know he's really good penalty stuff same I end I think but yeah mm. uh, um, but then okay. comes off his line so he we take it Tidemans goes the same way again and as it turns out every penalty that Euro teams has taken in his life goes in the same spot it was just a little bit higher. Oh, really? There was a graphic, <laughs> I think. It came, it came, it came, the screen that I had at Tottenham Waspur Stadium, it was. There's um, something wrong with it. It was like. It was all green. Was like, uh, so, so I couldn't really yeah, see properly. But it showed see. the graphic where it was just like. All the team and there's penalties Last have been in the same penalties. place. Yeah, it was, uh, so, yeah, so he scored. But then, good response. Good response to.
2: I mean, to run down the other end and score an equaliser in, in two minutes is pretty, pretty hella sweet two set Keep piece goals I need to stop right. saying um, yeah, <laughs> yeah another another set piece goal like and then there was the other one after that from Diet, mm. Um which is which is excellent because it is. it was one of those matches that sort of felt like I right to narrative yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> England Greco let's always, go. there's always a narrative baby but like um, that is you know if they so. yeah if they hadn't got like um, some sort of wonder goal if they they just needed those those goals I think early on to like break the game open for them. Like, yeah, yeah. It was it was in a good stodgy manner that they got them. Um, but yeah, that the cross from Kulisevsky was so
3: so precise and it was almost identical to the one in the derby at the end of last season where someone got fouled. Yeah. Except the some there, there wasn't like it. Kane just got the
2: header. Yeah, there was somebody there. I usually hate it when um, when we take corners short. But at least with Kulusevski there, the ball is actually going to end up in unbelievable. In the box. <laughs> like
3: everything this guy does, like you can always bank on him to have a seven out of ten because he'll always beat a man, even though he's not the quickest. To always like just find a way to run around people and always yeah. put in a few good balls. Yeah,
2: and he is the he's the creative spark, isn't he? And mm. um, yeah, we, we haven't really planned to talk about him, but like he's not been in the team, and it's sort of to yeah. now. Yeah, well, segue. Um. <laughs> But yeah, Spurs haven't been as creative as maybe they were. Well, I don't think they were like overly creative, creative against Leicester, but Kuyasevsky being in the team, obviously, mm. just brings everyone up with him as well. And that was such a good ball-in for Kane's goal. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Dyer on the 21st. Really great goal. On the 21st bit. Perisic, <laughs>
3: <her, her laughs> who didn't particularly have a good game, I thought, right wing back, I thought he looked a bit kind of off the pace, but mm-hmm. his deliveries Again, it's just... The handiness of having guys who can put a ball
2: in the box—you
3: <laughs> always got a chance.
2: He hasn't. Eric Dyer hadn't scored for a, a long time mm. before that. I don't think it was a good. I think it. He got two this season. He's got two now. Oh, oh yeah, of course. No, <laughs> but <laughs> I said before that. Before, <laughs> before that, was
3: it, no. Was the last goal eighteen nineteen? So that 18, was the 19. last day against Everton. I think. Everton, it must have been. So that's yeah. how long it's been.
2: That's that. Yeah, that's that's <sighs> as bonkers. That is. I mean, he's. I mean, Spurs have had some pretty shocking seasons in between, then. So I'm not surprised. It's probably Spurs, a set piece thing. Like we probably. Yeah, I you, mean, he's always had like the sick run across the front post. Yeah, I remember like. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was his his second game for Spurs. They played QPR at home. Yeah, I remember because I went to the game. The four 0 game. And yeah, he scored again. I brought him in, in my fantasy team <laughs> after he scored against West Ham. It was obviously just the most reactionary move. but he oh, went goal Yeah, and it was it was another front post one I think. Yeah, and he's done it over the years. They did it more frequently at sort of white-hot lane potch. Yeah, yeah. You'd yeah. get across the front post. Um, but this is obviously a whole different tact with a with new... Gianni um, Deo. Yes, with the set-pieces coach. Um, I thought it was a sick header, I have to say. It was. Like, it was really, he really lovely. He like, com- his body to, like, flick around and then actually control it into the far corner. It was yeah. great
3: header. And when you see it back on the camera, like, just... It's one of those because where the camera angle is. The ball just kind of goes... Yeah. Doesn't really move. It's just in the kind of just slightly shrinking. It's just yeah, just, just flying through line. the air. Yeah, in nice. line with the camera. It's very nice. Aldefair will just do that. Yeah, a few yeah, times as well. Yeah, they're always good at that.
2: Aesthetically pleasing.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Those headers. and then, after that second goal, it just completely sat off Leicester. And we couldn't get out. It felt a bit like the Marseille game, which we'll talk about in a bit. Mm. Um, and then Leicester probably get a deserved. Goal! with Madison comes off his shin, I think. In the end, it looked it looked yeah. nice, but it did come off his shin.
2: It looked a bit. I think Van Persie scored like a similar goal mm. by like hooking it into the far corner. Yeah, so yeah. it sort of reminded yeah. me of that, but um, it was a bit shinny But like, mate, if you go for that shot and it comes off like up and down into yeah. the far corner, then then fair play. But it was just annoying, like how Spurs sat off in those twenty minutes and just allowed Leicester to like grow into the game yeah. unnecessarily because. It, it was it was a team who were just like there for the being no matter almost sort of how Spurs played really just because they were in such a fucking slump
3: <laughs> Down at the that's why the that's why I was thinking throughout the first half because it obviously we were playing bad but at the same time I wasn't too impressed by Leicester in terms of their defending I was like mm. there was real potential that this could have got out of hand but either way and obviously then it did end in the 6-2 mm. but I, was, I said i you know how much I like being right, Jude. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everyone loves being right. We all do. Yeah. Um, I was going to. tweet I like it on the rare occasions <laughs> I happens. <this. laughs> I was going to tweet in the first half. Um, I think Spurs could end up having a huge win if they don't. They'll be kicking themselves. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tweet it because I think it was right in the lead up to Madison's goal. <laughs> so like, okay, two two. It's a different game now. <laughs> but that was the kind of game it felt like. They're just so open for a team that like Spurs, who in the last year have proven. Kill him half a space and they're going to they'll kill you. Yeah, and eventually yeah. that's what happened. Leicester kind of, Leicester played into our hands a little bit. Song came on. We'll get to that. Um, but perfect response after half time because Benson called Robs in who had a mm. nightmare game. Mm. Benson called it in first club goal. I think it was 118 games. At the end. The record was. Oh yeah. I think, it, I, think I think it was that. Yeah. Uh, the guy who does um, the previews on nights Men Grey. Uh, loves putting these odd stats in, <laughs> and facts in the previews. And he I know he was one who was always kind of keeping an eye on Bentecourt's streak. Um, <laughs> but I don't think he had a particularly good first half. I thought he looked really off the pace. No, Bentuk. yeah.
2: But then after the break, completely different player. He was totally different. He looked... Um, yeah, the goal the gold changed him a fair bit. Um, he was snapping into challenges a bit more. Um, but yeah, when when Bentecourt's playing well, it is it's when Spurs have a fair amount of ball not loads but like he just keeps it moving and taking yeah. over but you just you just look at the, a little rusty in that first half and we, I mean we talked about it so often but Bentancur and Hoybier in the middle are so so important and if they do just they don't set the tempo against these sort of teams then just because of the shape they play Leicester, Leicester were getting opportunities um, but yeah the goal itself was it, it was nice but like there's just a, a lack of any pace anywhere in that Leicester team. Yeah, it was, it was very strange. It he just, just ran in a straight line. yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm sure if he ran up Danny Ward, then he could have just went round him.
2: <laughs> he pretty much could have, yeah. Yeah, he gave him that finish, but it was a lovely finish. It was a good ran, like, finish. Right I was not expecting finish. it. Because he's a bit of a Moussa Sissoko. He is. is <laughs> you that, do yeah. not expect him to finish. This guy just shooting,
3: just don't let him shoot. though. I'm yeah, sure he's not. Kane and Co must have been begging him not to <laughs> pull the trigger. Um. But yeah, so I thought the first 10 minutes after um, time, I thought we were really good. I thought it was mm. the perfect kind of response we needed the energy. Leicester kind of got back into it a little bit. Not that they way a the chance, but just kind of slowing the game down, trying to work their way back up. Yeah, they, they were just the, hanging in there, Yeah, they? they made the luxury of making um, a few subs in that we could yep. bring on Son and Romero. So it was easier for us to put them back, but also we had a more pacey outlet in Attack. Uh, wasn't one of a better games I know he worked really well in the lead up to was the first or second goal where he won the corner
2: yeah that's sort of that's been his sort of big plus point I have, mm. I have to feel because he's not the biggest creator but he's just manic pressing yeah the manic pressing will just win tempo setter calls, which is good especially in in a team like Spurs which is obviously becoming a bit more of a set piece team yeah, yeah <laughs> um, exactly yeah. it is really really and that even in a game where he,
3: he didn't do a lot he still managed to yeah, just how help, help to a guy like that. Yeah,
2: exactly. He he was he was good. Yeah, he so then
3: good. we brought Son on, and then he obviously, did his. Obviously, you know me, Jude. Mm. I'm the Son man. You are the Son man. Um, I was saying so you're fair. I didn't really have any strong opinions about him getting dropped. I found that kind of weird that because I probably should have. And that um, I I was I was the guy who was writing a million articles about him last year about how good he is. I didn't really yeah. have. I I, I think. He hasn't had the best starts of the season but I think those I wrote it to him last season he is a goal scorer now so if you just take the goals away there's not too much left I understand that that makes it easier to drop him than say Kane because Kane at least does stuff in open yeah. play mm-hmm. whereas Son if he's snatching at chances what else is he really doing? Yeah
2: I mean it, it see, I don't have a hot take about it either really I mean he's just such a phenomenal player that he, sh- he should be starting like all the time, but like it was a barren streak, yeah. and there are options now to to bring in players who have been scoring goals like Richarlison, mm. and I know it was who actually came in for him, but um, there are just options now, and especially against like a team like Leicester, if you give Son thirty minutes, of, like a, 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 that defender, I was going to say a team as bad defending at defending Le- 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 yeah. as
3: Leicester is perfect for him to kind of come into it and change that.
2: Yeah, exactly. So he just had half an hour of just running at Leicester in. In uh, in that sort of transition period when Spurs got on the ball. And, I mean like the two finishes are just ridiculous. Which you, which is your favourite? <sighs> I think
3: that mine is the first because the second was just too much like the one from last season and the last season was better. <laughs> and, like, I can't <laughs> yeah. kind of separate that. So I think, I think the, like, the novelty of the first was I was just watching it from uh, the press boxes west lower towards the Paxton end. Okay. So it's at like the opposite end of the stadium. But you're right behind it. And just the kind of the way that it kind of curled up and over Danny Ward
2: yeah Um that yeah I think that I think it was more pleasing. emphatic yeah. yeah it was it was sort of it was almost like a whipped curler just because he hits it so hard mm. but it just flies yeah so
3: you kind of felt like a the, the he really wanted that yeah you felt yeah, that on yeah. the
2: strike I mean the, I I thought the celebration was a bit odd but <laughs> 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 you know I understood I understood it he strikes it like I kind understand of guy, just it.
3: quite Reflective in the kind of the way that he approaches his life, yeah. Football. I think, yeah, just kind of stops, just think a little. Cause I think that's probably how I'd react sometimes when
2: I'm on a football pitch and I'd like do something, I'd just kind of stop and be like, What the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I can't compute. I usually have that problem if I've given the ball away or like scored another own goal, stop dawdling, Jude, yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, those subs paid off really, really well. And I, I it's it's weird how like. Bringing in someone like Romero on is, is still quite like a positive and attacking move yeah because yeah. We, we've seen it in the, the games before when I think Davis and Tanganga got brought on that might have been Marseille yeah but it's yeah. like um, but it, it is attacking because it's like there's there's more pace and there's more power with those players coming on it's so much easier to play, play out from the back with it yeah so much you see easier. that you see that a lot with yeah and Sanchez you, though, yeah exactly and in those, st- in those stages of the game you know when things are becoming so much more open to bring someone like Romero on who is mm. just so much better at bringing the ball out than Davison Sanchez is a massive, massive win, and I think it can it contributed quite, a, quite a bit to the to the end result. Yeah, Romero oh. missed that. <laughs> he <laughs> he missed did. I couldn't believe result. that. He <laughs> got very lucky. The flag went up. <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible. Miss. Yeah, so but he, you look up and he's just there. Sometimes, isn't he? It's so yeah. funny. I love it. Yeah, big tongue and vibes. <laughs> so.
3: It seems to be a lot of rhetoric going around. I know there. I think there was an article somewhere yesterday that kind of debated. look oh a good, bad team, or are they a, a bad good team? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the obvious thing is because we're being compared and contrasted to Arsenal, who are. We talked about this before. They, just, they play beautiful possession football where everything sure. everything has to be perfect all the goals mm-hmm. have to be well worked they have to the goal has to start with Ramsdale chipping the ball over an attacker <laughs> to the left back so there's a beautiful team move yep um, whereas we're the kind of contrast we sit deep a bit more we go a bit more direct a lot of our um, players from the defender plays out to the forward they cut it back mm-hmm. goes forward again we're three on the break yeah and that is like really it mm-hmm. um, do you are you worried by the kind of performances? Are you is this just who we are? Do you think it's sustainable?
2: I think I think there's you've got a there's a certain amount of um embracing that you have to do with it really. Like um I, I see plenty from Spurs fans being upset about the style of football and how it's quite tough to watch and it is a tough watch. Like it is it's an objectively tough watch at times.
3: Can I count can, um, can I counter it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel
3: the emphasis is on, is on at times. Yeah there, are, yeah, there were yeah. so many games in from like March odd ones last season where we were destroying teams, we were yeah, yeah, picking yeah. them apart. And one of the things I like about Conte's football is that probably I think someone like my dad will probably be like a fan of the fact that when we have the ball, we don't always seem to go backwards. We always seem to at least the defenders will, will push up gradually, so mm-hmm. they're not going backwards, they're not going back to the keeper. They'll always find a way to like generally encroach if we're trying to p- keep the ball. But aside from that, you are going direct. And I do think the problem is that there's just been some games this season so far, like the Marseille game, the Wolves game, mm-hmm. where we just, where we can't build out and that makes it really difficult to watch. Yeah, well, I don't is. think it's really like that all the time though.
2: Yeah, I, I, it won't be like that all the time and I'm I'm sure that Spurs will have really good purple patches throughout the season where it is like that Villa game last season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, they just strung wins together from out of nowhere but like it is it is also it's not even a year since Conte came in mm. which is pretty whack that you know he's got it's he's got the the sort of absurd amount of improvement from the squad but there's still a long way to go in terms of other players being fully ready to come into the team and to make them a little better in in those sort of countering moments where because they, they've they've still had the chances to get going but um, I don't know, sometimes it feels like everything has to be too perfect with Spurs on the counter. Like when they're doing like the little round-the-ball, uh, sorry, round-the-corner passes yeah, 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 into Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, if those things don't really hold up, then it's like, well, they lose the ball quite quickly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but when they are going, but when we, they, we're yeah. going
3: to... I think this is the thing, because you're right, we're not in the kind of purple patch yet, but we're still picking up points and picking up wins. Five wins out of seven in the Prem were two draws. Yeah, exactly. Two, two draws, we probably argue that maybe a little bit lucky to get away with but the fact that mm-hmm. um, we've barely got out of first gear this season I think yeah but they've stuck at it yeah I think then, the, the sounds yeah. game were really good I thought the Fulham game we probably should have won about 3-4-5 mm-hmm.
2: and I think the 2-1 score is quite unfair on us yeah so but
3: you we're, know it's we're still not, early, we're not, not, not peak for you
2: yeah exactly and other teams are going to peak a little earlier um, there'll, there'll be teams like City who are going to be strong all the way throughout and then there'll be teams like mm. Spurs did last season who picked quite late and pipped in there but I think they've got more of a chance of picking up results that they didn't last season. I mean we we've already seen it like when we I mean in Wolves and Southampton those those are two games at home that we lost last season and we won we won them this year. So I think they're 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 better equipped to to like hang in those games for a little longer rather than Mm. Like, concede because Wolves they conceded two quite early on, um, and then the game was just pretty much lost. But they're better at sort of hanging on to those moments I know that <laughs> sort of the opposite happened against Sporting, and that, but that was sort of a almost I think that was a bit more blippy than, than any sort of like big fallout. I think,
3: yeah, I do think so. I think it was one of those games where you look at the other away draws we had this season with Chelsea and with West Ham, and I felt like that kind of. I don't think it was as bad but it's one of those games where it could have gone either way and you're not going to always benefit from that and the unfortunate thing is the goals were just so late that we couldn't do anything about them yeah exactly but I thought for the most part edged it I guess the problem here is that should you be edging it against sporting or should you be winning
2: I mean there's there's, there's quality all around the Champions League and like we got we got a pretty easy well on paper a good draw but there's still to be players of yeah. quality who can yeah. step up and do the business do you want
3: know, to you know my hot take about the sporting thing
2: yeah for it. I
3: can't stand the Marcus Edwards discourse Um, I think obvi- yeah. I think obviously he had a great game yeah he had a great game he's a good young player I think people underestimate just his career wouldn't have panned out the same if he had just stayed at Spurs and he didn't leave Spurs Yeah, yeah, yeah I 100%. think that's a big thing the fact that you know, everyone was talking about the fact that Poch held him as like the mini Messi was probably a bad thing mm-hmm. um, but when he went out on loan the first couple of times I think he went to Norwich mm-hmm. and there were reports that he had there were concerns about his a- attitude and I think fair play to him he actually went abroad he went to the Netherlands played for I think it was Excelsior mm-hmm. then he went to Portugal with first Victoria and then got a big move to Sporting That he's kind of moved out of his comfort zone and grown as a person I do and I think people are underplaying that sometimes you need those experiences in your life not just in his football career but his life in order to kind of grow like that and I don't think it was just a, simply a matter of keeping him at Spurs just give him a bit of game time he might grow and I think that's not as simple as that and obviously it's going to look bad if he goes for big money he goes and be success elsewhere mm-hmm. but I that's just how it is sometimes there's like football careers aren't linear like that yeah, but to a young player right now. You can't say they're only going to get better. That's not true. No, that's not. You don't, you don't know. You don't know that. Yeah. So either. I was just a bit. I was just a bit. I think people were just kind of overblown because we did lose, and the one run that he did add was so good. Um, am I saying that I don't? I w- would it be cool for him to come back, to Spurs? But yeah, I guess. Like, th- I'm not saying he starts with Kulisevsky or Sonner or Charleston, but mm-hmm. it'd be handy to have him, especially if he counts as homegrown.
2: Yeah, it's um, just a, it's just a very easy um, easy bit of. Not even controversy, but just like a little a needle to poke at Spurs, it's a very easy thing to April to be like. Yeah, exactly. Just being like, Oh, that's that's what you could have had. But it's also sort of like you know on Twitter when you see those you know, this is the starting eleven that Porto could have had today. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know. It's like you can't you can't keep every footballer yeah. in the it's world. That's how it works. And like when Spurs, like when Marcus Edwards was at Spurs, I can't I can't remember when he like officially left, but I think when, today I think today's the anniversary of his debut. Oh, okay, I see um, His only game I should add, actually Yeah, but at, at that time, 16-17 I mean, Spurs didn't have a big squad um, But they had a really good starting eleven. Yeah And um, there was just no chance it. he was ever going to break into it I think he got injured um, soon after the debut, actually Yeah, I mean all, Which, again, is a big thing Like, if mm-hmm. a young player
3: gets injured and he, If if he had attitude problems at Spurs Then yeah. that would probably make him feel a bit worse
2: Yeah, I, I mean, how many, how many lines did he have? At Spurs because I mean, looking back on it now, I'm, I'm, I was never really a massive fan of the you know keep keep the lads together in the squad so they can learn. I think he it was such some-
3: a strange line that was getting peddled out and kind of heralded as oh yes, Poch is building the young players that he wants. Like okay, soon or later they're gonna have to play men's football though.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I think for him it was I mean yeah exactly yeah like one game against yeah.
3: and then went to Norwich played one game there and then like I said there because I think those, that was the actually,
2: season where we were like just I mean like you, you remember like Alex Pritchard going to Brentford and smashing it and you were sort of like okay if he goes there and he you know, could come into the yeah, squad next year. you know me then. as the as the Brentford man I was very yep. excited about him coming back <laughs> yeah and he did nothing didn't really do much yeah I think he got a what did he get like a he got his he got his prem game he got a prem under, game and then I think he got injured and then he
3: went on loan to West Brom I think he was sat on the bench with Serge Nabry under Bulis and so <laughs> you know Serge Nabry went one way and Alex Pritchard went the other yeah <laughs>
2: yeah well you can decide who's had the better (laughs) career so far I know I'd rather yeah I know know all my thoughts are where the fuck where the fuck were we what were we talking about (laughs) Edwards (laughs) Edwards Edwards yeah oh I mean yeah you just from from that time Spurs are a really good squad and he was someone who just needed to to go and look yeah like he goes and plays 20 to 30 games elsewhere and he starts to get more experience and starts to become a good player but yeah you can't keep everyone in the club yeah, I'm Arsenal, good. let's just that let go. Let's <laughs> end it there. <laughs> what a nice way to wrap that bit up. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so... The play- There's your response, yeah. Uh, okay,
3: so moving on from the players we didn't keep to some of the players that we brought in this summer. And you know me, Jude. I was a massive Richardson guy before it was cool. <laughs> I was in these trenches fighting our night team and colleagues when I had my, one of my first tasks here when I first joined three years ago was making that big list of the 50 best youngsters in the world. And getting torn apart for how high Adricharles is in the list, <laughs> I think it was top ten. I think, I think, I think he was still like five spots below in Dombele, which kind of shows you how how, uh, how it's hard, hard it is to judge young players. So, yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know. um, but re- I've been really, I think, that in particular the Fulham game and then the Marseille game, really impressed. He had the good sub and the cameo appearances before, but those two, Fulham in particular, I was there. He was the, kind of proper protagonist of that game mm-hmm. like the tempo that he set the energy he played with it was so much chaos and it felt wrong that he had the goal disallowed at the end it wasn't, it wasn't, he wasn't the yeah, goal yeah. was offside it was Sassignon who was offside yeah I think so so that felt harsh on him but then he got his reward in the next game he started against Marseille you know it was his dreams play playing the Champions League he talked about being out there when the anthem started Marseille game was not a particularly fun watch even when they went down to 10 men we didn't we just needed kind of a moment rather than to mm-hmm. click as a team and just felt like it wasn't going to happen and he comes with two big headers and it kind of reminded me of I'm not comparing the two but it reminded me of when Mane went to Liverpool and all of a sudden he's just scoring like left foot right foot headers because mm-hmm. that's kind of Richardson's in that kind of profile at least like he's a physical wide forward mm-hmm. who puts himself about and he'll score a variety of goals and he has this kind of Age, like this rough edge to his yeah. flair style, but I've been really, I've been really, really pleased with him and what he's brought to the squad.
2: Yeah, he's a good aerial threat as well, mm. isn't he I mean, I mean, obviously, two goals to go against Marseille by headers, but
3: it's great when you got someone like Kuzlepski who can put a ball in, oh. and, per- and Perisic who got the um, first assist for this. Like,
2: yeah, when you when you put when you put it like that, it's like once those guys are all up and running and popping crosses into the box, and everyone's on. We'll four, be fine. We'll be fine. We'll, we'll be, be fine. Right. We'll be okay. Um, but yeah, he's not someone like I've really. uh like associated with having a really good head up but the two they were so well taken I think the second one was a little better because it was in off the post the,
3: the first one um, actually I thought at first well, from where I was sitting I thought Paulo Lopez former Spurs legend mm. uh, didn't get clapped or booed
2: it was quite disrespectful actually uh, no recognition for the hard work he put in here <laughs> just, that's my um, favourite kind of <laughs> return to an old club to be fair like, no, just no one knows completely oh, he forgotten was, he was here
3: <laughs> um, but I thought he should have done best because I, I think he got a glove on
2: it but then I watched it mm. back and the header was just so powerful it was just like yeah he's not getting that yeah yeah, yeah. it was just one that would have burst through the hands yeah. anyway I think um, yeah Richie's just like I mean ever than that, I, I thought he was a bit of a rat I have to say but like rat I mean, rat's pretty standard insult from where I'm from and he he's just a <laughs> massive massive rat he's Well, like, he's that,
3: that, they have replaced him with Neil Mope, someone else you you're very familiar with oh, like, <laughs> Neil Mopay turns like a
2: truck and fires <laughs> it into a for every well, well, that's why he did East. at Brighton but he scored a fucking <laughs> banger at the weekend which was so good against I can't remember who they were playing West Ham West Ham yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, alright Toby um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um yeah Rich like now he plays for Spurs it's like it's really veins material just, let's go yeah, Richard, Richard Arleson yeah exactly Richie Larma. Richie Larson and um yeah and he's a proper goal threat and we needed something a bit different in that Marseille game because I mean bloody hell it, it wasn't a good watch um and then he he came he came up with the goods, which was which um, is fabulous. Yeah, three points from that group, which is an okay start, I suppose. We're still second. It, yeah, we're still 2nd he You've got like Eintracht who have been kind of just a bit. They're a bit off. hard to predict, aren't they? <laughs> <Because laughs> They're Not a great start. They lost to Sporting, and then they beat. They haven't been that good in the Bundesliga either. No, they've been pretty shocking. So it's still an open group, and like, but they still yeah. like. I think you get ten, eleven points in that group, and you're fine. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Fears of sixteen seventeen creeping in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. Maybe it's that. the
3: parallel between them and Bayer Leverkusen. In the Bayer Leverkusen, weren't amazing, but they weren't amazing. But we endeavoured to make, the make them look so in those two games.
2: <laughs> yeah, we had that one. We we drew in Germany, didn't we? When Maurice kind of and Ruiz, um, across the line. Yeah, and it was just like, how the hell did he keep that out? Yeah, you couldn't ever see the ball, like. Yeah, I'm convinced that I crossed the line. (laughs) He's very (laughs) he's deceiving (laughs) goal line technology. They can't (laughs) see the
3: ball. They can't tell that it's crossed the line. It did seem mad.
2: And then the home game at Wembley, our biggest ever home crowd. I couldn't. A very very bad performance. I couldn't. I I can't distinguish between that game and the Monaco game. Tell
3: me one. Tell me one thing we did in the Leverkusen game. You can't. I was there. I can't tell you one thing that happened. I think
2: did Aldevaro score against Leverkusen? No, he scored with Monaco. Did we score against Leverkusen? No. no. Was it a 1-0? Yeah, it start up front, I think. Um. We started on the bench and
3: got brought on like quite early on. <laughs> it didn't have the desired effect. No, it did not. <laughs> um, which is where we were really struggling in that game. Um, but yeah, moving on. Let's, go, let's talk about tomorrow.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
3: Eve Basuma. Someone that you He's again. Bersuma. Nice little bright connection. Mm. Hasn't featured much. He played against he started against West Ham. That was his only start. Mm-hmm. He brought, was brought in for Bentico, was concussed. And it kind of looked like Basuma was the guy that was concussed instead. <laughs> and it kind of understandably got yeah. dropped out of the lineup. And then notably before this Leicester game, Conte made a point to unprompted just have a dig in for his defensive work. He's like, Ooh. I think all the players are doing well, except Bissoumo we could maybe do a bit more defensively. He's improving all testing. aspects, yeah. apart, apart from that bit. Um, but then, ironically, he came on against Leicester, went to a 3-5-2, and he looked... He was the perfect option that we needed to come in and take
2: control mm-hmm. of that game. Yeah, he's, just because he's so good at keeping control of the ball. I, mean, I, I think I, immediately... After he came on, he made like a cruncher on someone. Won the ball back. Yes. Yeah. Quite, I can't remember who was on. But, I think um,
3: he won the ball in the lead-up to the sixth goal. In the
2: build-up to the sixth goal, yeah. We hadn't put the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, We're yeah, yeah. dead yet. Um, but yeah, he's he's someone who's so sick at holding onto the ball in those little tight um, tight areas. And um, he I, I really hope he starts playing soon whether it's in that four or the five yeah. I think the five would be so intriguing because I think you know Basuma and I, d- I don't I think Bentenko would probably say around he's more of a CM really he's not like a, an out and out DM or whatever yeah. they're, they're fine just there but I, I'd imagine Basuma would come in and drop a little deeper and would, then you've just got Javier as the runner yeah. and, would you play Krzyzewski as the
3: wing back and I kind think, of had this kind yeah. of lopsided formation just to kind of fit him in Cause I feel like yeah. I, feel, I think the thing that I've figured in the last few weeks with Kudusevsky being out of the team that come back in I think he needs to play and it needs to be Richardson and Son for the place on the left mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where I've landed because right? I think you need that variety that Kudusevsky brings Yeah, and yeah. that he needs to be playing so then it's kind of do you play this kind of lopsided formation where because th- let's face it we play, the system we played if we're, if we're going for it Kudusevsky's not doing defending mm. he's doing Attacking bit, he'll come back. But at least with Hoiberg, Suma and Bentacle behind, and there'll be guys there in cover. Romero'll yeah. come up. That kind of makes it. It's almost like the kind of Graham Potter" Tuchel thing at Chelsea, where the like in that case, Kukerena goes to left back, which also be yeah. centre half. So it's a bit like that. Um, but yeah, and the more that we talk about this game and the subs and the squad that we have, are we giving Conte enough credit for the six-two win, but also the kind of managing of the squad because? he hasn't thrown
2: everyone yeah, yeah. in
3: yet he hasn't played all his cards yet He hasn't, he's not kind of it's not like a open mic night or something I think mm-hmm. it's, it feels like he's being quite deliberate with his team
2: selections yeah I think so too it's all sort of um, each change each week is a little it's just slight it's just a slight tinker isn't it really because I mean, I mean Perisic in a right wing back was one of the big ones but it wasn't the first choice back three either yeah. so there were, there were still opportunities for like Lengley and Sanchez to come in, um, but it, it's it's probably good that each of the summer signings has been given a fair amount of time to just bed in. You can see what good it did for Charleston apart, apart from one. Apart, from, we'll talk about him in a minute. Apart from one, yeah. <laughs> um, like Charlison, just had that time to bed bed in, and then he got his chance and he took it, which is which is awesome. Um, but yeah, Basuma is the only one who's really underwhelmed, just because he hasn't really had the time. To get up to speed with yeah. things, I think it's definitely
3: in terms of some of the guys that come in. Bar Spence, it feels like Basuma's got so much more to offer and mm. raise a kind of floor and a ceiling.
2: Yeah. So that's a good thing. Like I said, like we're not out of we're barely our first gear yet. So yeah. And when when Spurs like do have their purple patches, I'm pretty sure Basuma's going to be in the team, like yeah. winning the ball back, giving it to Kaden and Son, and they're just going to be fucking. It's funny, yeah. Cause,
3: yeah it's funny because this time last month, Hunter asked, um, "Do we know what Basuma is? Is he the guy that's coming to compete with Benzema or compete with Hoiberg?" And we still don't
2: really don't know. Is really <laughs> <Don't really know, laughs> he come yeah. there to be his own guy if he's playing in <laughs> the three-five-two? Yeah. The West Ham game was tough because it just. Really it was, I felt didn't make an yeah. impression. Made a negative one, really.
3: I think it was hard because West Ham were proper up for that. That was a hard game to kind of come into. Sad that's probably, that's probably the best the worst West I've played all season Chelsea I and mean, West Ham just
2: sad, sad just life. playing their biggest games oh, against Spurs oh cup final oh, little oh, Tim pot oh, Spurs Always oh. our cup final oh we hate Tottenham
3: <laughs> oh London Football Lions. we hate Tottenham yeah.
2: that's a genuine opinion yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get life <laughs> yeah mate to be, to be to be a point off the top at the start of the season seven games in I think, think no, I, I thought we going to talk about the hands for feet thing <laughs> do we have to go back to that in I've
3: conclusion thought. if Presumo had hands for feet <laughs> <laughs> he'd be a bit screwed because he'd be handballing all the time he would be yeah that would be, um, be dodgy okay before we go on to Spence quickly talk about Clem on longlay because someone who's quietly made a good impression you think about he was talked down a lot at Barcelona but I do think now we can kind of put Barcelona in the same bracket as Juventus fans and they they over-dramatise <laughs> all of their players being bad. You suddenly take them out of that environment. It turns out they're actually quite good players and they were there for a reason. Yeah. Um, but when he's played, he came, I think it was Fulham's first start. Really good, yeah, re- so. really good in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, played against Marseille. Didn't, do, didn't really put a foot wrong. Uh, played against Leicester as well. Played played well there. But I don't think it was at fault for any of the goals or any of the mishaps that kind of went ha- happened in the first half. But then mm-hmm. also, I do like Ben Davis It was kind of notable When he came back Into the team What
2: His deficiencies were Yeah Yeah um, I mean, Ben Davis is a bit Is a bit better As almost a last Ditch defender really Isn't he He's yeah. much better When everything's a bit More back to the wall Whereas Lenglet's not; he's, he's not that player at all um, We're reaching the same Kind of discourse With Ben Davis At centre back As we did at left
3: back <laughs> <laughs> Love Ben, love Ben. Yeah, yes. you know defending we is really him. good,
2: but <laughs> could, could he offer a bit more attack? Maybe. I love his overlapping and underlapping. It, it is I good. said this in the office it today. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I just prefer um, long way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I also prefer long way's distribution as well. And I think if Romero's playing on the other side, then a, f- a few of these problems of Spurs failing to play out from the back on, on the left, which is usually yeah. where Davis plays or wherever, might they might just uh, shrink a little bit. Um, but yeah I'm, I'm quite in terms of managing the squad as well I'm quite happy that Romero was, was brought on rather than started the match just because yeah. that that last 30 must have been fucking easy <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, even Vardy came on for the last 15 20 not, I don't remember yeah. him doing anything no I don't I think the game was gone Brendan was still, Bradshaw was trying to chase it, but yeah, I, I don't think they were making any. Jamie, more. you can save my job. Uh, no, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all right. Um, yeah. Mm. So I think the thing with
3: Longley is that he's. A, I think he's a good player. It's so annoying that we couldn't make a marquee signing in that position. Yeah. Ideally, Bastoni.
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, that, I think Bastoni's had a. I don't think he's had an amazing start to the Serie A season, but he's still. Twenty-two, twenty-three. Think, yeah he still yeah, really Conte re- obviously really wants to empower Tichy obviously really wants to do. I think I trust Conte with the defensive targets at least
2: yeah me some, too. some
3: of his wing back targets because he likes to convert people to wing backs <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, think that's... a bit questionable so his forward targets, midfield targets, sometimes a bit questionable I would have backed into like, like Bastoni is my guy I want him for that left centre back role mm-hmm. because you can see last season we got by with Ben Davis there and how important he was at times if we get an upgrade this is where the tea kind of can get elevated
2: yeah it, uh, I think the the Langley deal was a little bit of a bit of a plaster just to give some more yeah. depth and yeah natural which I guess I, I think in,
3: in, in hindsight it might prove to be quite smart in that yeah I don't know if Barthes, if even if Langley is really good I don't know if Barca are going to be demanding huge sums from no they will because I think like, a lot of the top clubs are in the position where if they have Deadwood they just want to get him off the books rather than and make huge profits, so I think we might be fine if we do want to keep him around. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'll I'll, I'll still be honest. Like when we signed him, I wasn't that impressed. No, we um, are, I asked the
3: French team here, and they were saying they did not rate no, him. They, no, they were like, good luck. <laughs> uh, but yeah. again, this might this kind of falls into you go to the big clubs that are in crisis.
2: You're gonna look bad. It's not an easy place. Yeah, to it's hard to, <laughs> especially as a defender. Yeah, right? it's 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 tough. But I think I mean in in general, I still imagine Spurs going back in for that centre-back target, whoever it might be, just because it's, it is the clear next step, and it's the one position they just couldn't manage to get done yeah properly it, in the summer but I mean buying centre bags is fucking tough isn't it it is it's a miracle we even got Romero when you think you know, about yeah. it oh, gee, like, how like there are there are a few sightings recently where it's like Romero is just you just kind of let
3: you let us have this there's no one in for him
2: yeah Krasinski no one, no one there.
3: wants to take a punt on him we'll fight we'll fight I guess okay. we'll take him okay. great thanks guys take them off your hands yeah Oh, yeah, um, Bastogne would be so sick. For it would be. Yeah, that no, would be in, the ideal. Inter looking pretty shit right now, you know. They're not doing so, too well. So a lot of people talk about Juventus. Inter in one place above them. Yeah, lost three of the first seven games.
2: Juventus are a tough watch, though. They? Like they're really. Uh, yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah, they yeah. <laughs> fun. can't get rid of a can't get rid of them, and it's just turgid. And they've got great attacking players, and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's just so bad. Anyway, uh, anyway, back to Spurs.
3: Yeah, okay. Let's talk about Chelsea then. Because obviously, I thought a lot, a lot more was made of Conte's comments in the summer where it was like this is a sign for the future like, this is the club signing. Because ultimately, he's the manager, and if he didn't want a player to be play brought in, he mm. would say I don't want him. And if, and if he did say that, then he would have at least would have been loaned out rather than mm-hmm. just kind of left there. Now, I don't know if it's just something in training, if it's just mm. whatever. If he doesn't think he's at the required level to play in the Premier League, to play for a big club like Spurs, it's yeah. quite, it's quite, it's quite annoying that he at least has been given more of a chance other than that
2: five minutes against Forest where he played as a winger. Yeah, I mean, like we, we we've touched on it already, I mean, Conti's very particular about players being ready and you know prime for action, and like it is really, really annoying that he's not got the chance yet, but he's still. I, I think they might just be overly cautious with him, maybe mm. just because he's only really had one. I mean, yeah, well, I, I can't remember how many seasons he played in the championship. But he had the last one, which was his first proper standout yeah. season, and um, Conte likes his like his proven winners, doesn't he? So it's it's a bit tough for yeah. for um, for him to be considered getting ahead of. I mean, I, I suppose he went Perisic this time round. Um, that's gonna be quite demoralising. I think, it yeah, I think that's gonna be a, a tough one to wear because even then you've got Royal come, Emerson coming off the bench and then Matt Doherty's on the bench as well to yeah. get on, and then there's there's you not in the not in the match day squad mm-hmm. at all. So sort of somehow have gone down to fourth choice after <laughs> being born in the summer, which is tough. um yeah, it's, I, I think October is is going to be a it's going to be a fucking wild month and I think these players will start to get more chances. I think
3: the, it's generally been the constant message in that October is time I going to start rotating because it is literally every single midweek and Yeah. I'm it's playing. not it's not going to be like this month where we had a one free weekend because of the Queen's death. It's not going to ha- it's not going to be like that. Unless a snowstorm comes out of nowhere, we're not going to have games called off.
2: Yeah, well, these games are going ahead and you've to deal with it. <laughs> In the Burnley one last year, got called off because of snow. Yeah, but that was like end of November, though. I mean, global warming. You make a good
3: point. <laughs> think it happen. So-called global warming <laughs> Dixon on that Man United Arsenal stream. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> I did hear it. Really. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, so yeah. weird. So, wear... What did he say? Supposedly? Or yeah, or no, he's like goalkeepers don't wear baseball caps anymore. It's like supposedly global is a thing. <laughs> Why are they wearing
2: baseball caps? <laughs> like, not, not everyone's baseball. Chris Kirkland. I don't. Th- I don't
3: think he was being. Like kind of, falling. I think he was just kind of being a bit devil's advocate, like, <laughs> but didn't realise
2: how kind of mental it sounded, how latisse it actually sounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a tough one. Now nah, Spence will play when we play our Carabao Cup game against Forrest. <laughs> to say. he is he the characters good. by themselves. <laughs> they really do. Jed Spence made two appearances for Tottenham in the twenty twenty well, one twenty two season, and then went back to Forest. Like. And then. <laughs> For the last six months, and then we take a warrior back or something.
3: Yeah. Oh, if oh, right.
2: Forest sign him on loan, we can make another Forest signing loads of players jokes. But that'll, that'll just have to be a hypothetical for. A can't roll, can't rule it out to be fair. Signed
3: sign a player yesterday. They signed yesterday. It's like some freak. It's like some, f- some freak. <laughs> 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 like some freak. You probably Ooh, agree. It might, it might be. I don't know. I can't. I can't say the way. To be fair, but I think it some goalkeeper on a free transfer.
2: Let's see. It's so like they just A big one. It. Yeah. Big, big signing I have no idea shit yeah. Um, but yeah not good well Leicester only made like two signings didn't they and one of them I think one of them was a goalie can't remember who it was though. it was, it was a, a, Smithies Alex Smithies oh yeah as the third choice because they already got two number twos oh yeah They it right kind, of, right. kind of showed with Danny Ward to be fair yeah he's not in my best Roy Keane voice he is not a good goalkeeper <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, terrible that's
3: your best Roy Keane voice
2: yeah yeah that's your job! Sorry, I just had to. That's not even that good either. That's fine. Speaking of disgraceful Irishmen, uh, we had a couple more questions coming. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, our friend
3: Jack Gallagher. I mean, I guess we can friend, do this. Yeah, well, there, well at least I'm going to say it's going to have a good segue here. Yes, there if is. You let a me do, if you let me do my sorry, bit. Yeah, so, our good friend Jack Gallagher, who loves Spurs simply for the Irish players that we ha- mm. have and have had, um, but otherwise hates them, yeah. uh, asks Is Troy Parrott going to be ready to replace Harry Kane in 2024? and my first instinct is no because Troy Parrott's playing for a Preston team who draw nil-nil every game (laughs) yeah they do it's like the you (laughs) said the graphic where they broke the graphic because they had so many goalless games that they couldn't fit the kind of metrics of the goals scored and the conceded and the shots taken whatever on the chart it's just really funny
2: um, their XG stats are just horrendous no, it's like it's, it
3: doesn't seem like a good time to be a Preston fan no what's the, what's
2: the stats what's the t- where are no. they on the table they're not even I
3: 15th mean, 15th is okay so they've played ten, mean, 10 games they've scored 3 <laughs> goals and conceded 4 I mean, that is shocking
2: sh- I mean that is shocking yeah to, I mean 2 have 1 2 games having scored 4 goals conceded goals. that's the
3: best defence in the league
2: yeah, yeah. yeah my god 15th? so they've got some fucking I mean Troy's obviously doing a great shift in defence <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's just, he's, he's just it's just. It's really boring for can't get any goals. I mean, has he scored one of their three goals? I mean, no, no, right. no. So it's going well um, for him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I. It looks like they've got a fair few other Irish players yeah. In yeah. Preston, just, So it spent, seems more likely that yeah. Alan Brown or uh, Robbie Brady will come back. or oh, we'll go to Spurs oh. and actually start doing well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. this was my segue. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, so we reported today
3: on that Spurs are a bit concerned by Bayern Munich's interest in Harry Kane this all started a few months ago in the summer when Nagelsmann was asked about Kane and he said oh he would score as got the Bundesliga but I don't know if we would have the finances to sign him Conte hit back he said that it was just really disrespectful to talk about another club's player in public like that this is this is like kind of trademark Bayern Munich Barcelona Real Madrid mm-hmm. kind of when you know those three teams you you start chatting about, like when Ramos was at Real Madrid he would always talk about their next chance of targets like oh they're Real Madrid DNA you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'll kind of go from there um, Bayern have kind of played it down more recently I know some of the directors Khan and the other guy I can't remember his name uh, Riga journalism for me to be fair <laughs> uh, they kind of played it down saying that, like, we're not, it's not something we're looking at we're not talking about it uh, but behind the scenes Bayern are Considering Kane, they haven't started the season that well. Three wins from the first no, seven games. Sadio Mane hasn't hit the ground running as they quite expect it to. I, I probably expected it because I think a lot of the rhetoric was if Lewandowski scores so many goals and he doesn't even really look good at football while doing it, how many is Mane going to score when mm. he's got all these kind of extra technical, physical qualities and the experience that he's had at Liverpool? Yeah, and it just hasn't been like that. So I understand why Bayern would be looking at the striker and maybe they want to put Mane back to the wing. No, I mean, it's, it's quite yeah. and it's quite annoying that these links just aren't going away. I, I was very much of the mindset of if Kane leaves it will even be for another English club or a like rounder or Barcelona. Yeah. Because you kind of talk yourself into it, he wants to break Shearer's record, he wants to be the top scorer at Spurs, he wants to win the trophy at Spurs. I think he and I still think that in an ideal world that is how his career plays out. He breaks Shearer's record at Spurs, breaks the Spurs record, he wins trophies here. That is mm-hmm. how ideally how his career goes mm-hmm. in his head, I think. Yeah. However, It's not always like that. And by Munich will at least represent a good chance to win trophies. And Spurs are quite concerned that Kane is having his head kind of turned a little bit. Not fully, but considering it. Where I don't think he would have considered it even four or five months ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm slowly being concerned too because his contract up in 2024. Which is scarily close now. It's not, it's not as far away as... It's the near future. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's only the year after next, so you think? thinking, you know, I suppose we're, we're going to send him if he's not signing a new deal. It would have to be next
2: summer. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned? I mean, like... Yeah, a, a little bit, obviously. Um, just almost because... I, I watched I watched the Bayern game. I think they played Augsburg and they lost yeah. 1-0 yeah, at yeah, the yeah. weekend. And I, I did watch it sort of thinking... Sadio Mane is scuppering a lot of opportunities that would be perfect for Harry Kane, mm. like in terms of his link up with Leroy Sané and um, Jamal Musiala. It just didn't quite come off for like a few one reason or another. Um, and that, Kane in yeah. the middle, if he had Mane, if Mane was playing out wide or whatever, like I know Mane played and quite centrally for for Liverpool towards the end, but I don't think. I still, am still not really convinced that's his out and out position. You know? Yeah, you, you'd much rather have like if if Kane was playing there and he had fucking Sané and uh, what well, Naby as well. Yeah, and uh, who's the other one? I just said Musiala yeah. Musiala, yeah. Then Im- just imagine how many goals they'd score and how how much. I mean, Thomas Müller's there as well. I mean, I guess oh, there'd God, be a little yeah. bit of a. <laughs> but thing that like, <laughs> like could either go gloriously. I think his goals numbers your... would go up, his assist
3: numbers would go up. Yeah,
2: yeah he'd have another one of those fucking 20 Uh, And the the thing I kind of realised today was that I think it's definitely in
3: Kane's head that he could probably go away to Bayern for two or three years and return to England after that
2: and then break Shura's record and break all these other records and whatever yeah yeah just I mean if he goes to Bayern that's league titles guaranteed and
3: from what I've seen on Twitter because I got quoted by some of their big aggregators and it's really pissing me off now (laughs) to be fair Um, Bayern fans seem quite excited by the prospect of the captain of England playing for the club I think that's quite a big deal it would be quite a big deal it is Um, when was the last I know obviously Sancho's been to Dortmund but Banningham's still at Dortmund um, Daniel mm. Tangier is at Roma when was the last time England's best player played abroad (laughs) because even though Michael Owen went to Real Madrid but he wasn't England's best player I think mm -hmm. I that was probably Gerard, Lampard Beckham was still around Scholes was still around Terry was coming through
2: well is it is it Gascoigne and like the ninety, the early 90s? Owen Hargreaves <laughs> was England's Player of the Year in 2006. And you, you, you make a good point, actually. He played for Bayern Munich at the time, I think. You make a good so argument, so. actually. Is that, that's is that okay go with. Kane wants to follow he Owen wants, Hargreaves? Footsteps. Yeah, we're going to have some training kit videos over soon. <laughs> it's going to be even, even stranger and even more awkward. Um, oh, man, I mean, like, I pray the day doesn't happen that he, he gets up and leaves, but Bayern... Especially if they go into another sort of purple patch where they look, you know, unbeatable like they were under bloody um, Hansi Flick. Yeah, um, They're obviously not that at the moment. They look pretty timid and, like, weak, which is weird for a team with Matthias Dillett and Dio Upamecano at the back, um, who are two massive juggernauts. <laughs> Do
3: you want me to throw up a scary scenario for you? As if, yeah. Nogu's going get sacked. They hire Poch. Poch demands Kane. Kane. Rings Kane up. His father figure. He's like,
2: "Come join me at Bayern if we win load of trophies together." We're gonna have knows. the glorious ending that we dreamt of. He together goes at Bayern. They finish second to RB Leipzig. <laughs> that would yeah, that would. Tim Averna gets forty. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Orbans there with the trophy at the end. Yeah, come eh? Yeah, that would be. Um, it would. That would kind of almost be nice. <laughs> That's like, nice reassuring. Yeah, you can't get away from yeah. it. Remember, <laughs> no, we'll come back now, mate. You're cursed forever, mate. Yeah. Like, you you go and break uh, that record with someone else. Yeah, Ireland worries. might have it by that time. To be fair, you might actually.
3: <laughs> it's so hard to kind of live in the mind of a footballer because I I do still think like I don't believe in them as much as I did about twelve hours ago. The arguments that Kane would stay and try and break those records, but the competitiveness of the Bundesliga compared to England, where and it would mean more just winning with Spurs and I yeah. think I just think there is enough reason to stick around now like because even if Conte were to go at the end of the season or whatever and I don't and I think you'd have to be quite naive to completely take that off the table as like a snow like mm. this isn't it's an idiotic thing like, this is who it, Conte it's this face it um, we'd be in a good position to bring in someone else maybe yeah. maybe Portugal if, I mean, like, if it was up to Potch it feels like you would have been back 12 months ago so
2: yeah it, i mean the squad's not at the point where it was like a, a year or two yeah, ago yeah we're be, we're much better total now surgery, yeah. so anyone who comes in is going to have a good a good base to work with it's just um it should. i mean kane will just be sort of tangling with the uh you know the hope of winning something with spurs versus the 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 guarantee of getting some trophies elsewhere it's so annoying it's so annoying, like, so annoying that the trophy thing is still there because mm. you think about how I would like to say also that he has been in Carabao Cup finals for Spurs. He has, yeah, he so hasn't part, yeah. <laughs> in part. Yeah, in part, him not winning course. a trophy
3: is his is his, his own fault. Sometimes I I do get that, but it's so annoying that we've been good, like really, really, really good, one of the top three, top four best teams in England, top two best in Europe,
2: in one year, and it's just like
3: can't even stumble into a trophy, no. can't even
2: get lucky just once. Well, that's that's almost sort of like part of the DNA out of the clubs, though, isn't it? Because they they find ways to. To keep winning something, to, just, yeah, to, just keep a core of players around who just know yeah, how to do it to keep stacking things up. And yeah. Spurs haven't really they haven't got over that um, that that moment yet. Yeah. And and it's almost like with some sort of parting. Yeah,
3: doors it's almost like with Son's goal drought. In that you know that he's going to score one way or another, but the longer it goes on, the more it's in his head, and you're thinking, is he going to score this game? Well, if he doesn't score this game, then it's a disaster. Every season, it's like, I suppose we win a trophy this year. If they don't, then it's like it's another year on the record. It's like when's yeah. it going to end? It's never going to end. It's like. Getting your own head like that. And that's definitely how I view Spurs winning a trophy now. Cause it's so annoying that just. If we could, like, just say we won the 2015 League Cup against Chelsea in that final.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think. Pochettino's probably right. It probably doesn't t- change the last Spurs, but it's a really nice day out. It stops the talk of the trophy out because no one's talking about trophy out then. They mm-hmm. talk about it two, three years in when Spurs are really good but haven't won anything. But it just completely silences that. You don't have that monk in your back. And he, the thing even more annoying is that we went, like he got to the Euro 2020 final and would that have if, if England win Euro 2020 does that kind of keep him happy would he be happy to stay at Spurs having been the, the national hero he's got like a knighthood or whatever Yeah. Like, is, he, is he happy just to stay at Spurs and be like yeah cool if we don't yeah. do something this year
2: guys we'll try again next year I'm already England, England hero yeah we'll, we'll see I mean it could work both ways couldn't it if they go and win the World Cup and, I'm not and, feeling as confident about that no that. I don't think that's going to happen but they go and win it and he's like ooh this is quite nice. Well the pressure is on him to be the one to deliver because yeah that is true. He's the he's the he's the form striker around. You know he's gonna got to go and smash it. I've got some goals that aren't going in from penalty spot off <laughs> your hill mate. Great thanks. He's a nice guy really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he is. He's just being linked with Bayern. Uh, <laughs> Which isn't nice. Bayern yeah, a Tough one. God. Would have been nice if Lewa could have just hung around there for another few years. Yeah. But now he's gone, and there is a bit of a cane-sized hole there. What a prank. <laughs> just because he had a dream at Barcelona, and except a bit more for his Real Madrid. Yeah, of Barcelona. Is
3: like. yeah. it because those are like the two big ones? Like with Bayern, it's just like over there. <laughs> yeah, not even a part of English. Card. You
2: don't really pay too much attention to them until they're they're very sick. and yeah. good at football. Yeah, this is true. All right, uh, that's the end of my notes for the agenda. Really. Yeah. That's another you want to talk about. I haven't really got an agenda in the Right good. Look, look forward to DeZerby? Derby should be really good fun, I think. Um, I think you, he'll do similar similar things to Potter and I think the uh, starting elevens might be a little less erratic, but... You don't know, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that, I don't know that, to be fair. But I did see in his press conference that he said something to the effect of I, I live the game with the fans which is that's nice which is nice that's nice I think good. he's going to be quite a chaotic fella so <laughs> that's always good fun I think it's good it's good It's yeah. good for the league I think that we've yeah. got someone in like that I don't know who else was linked to the job been, nice, there, there nice. was a guy from Mainz but, um, oh yeah you know, that guy yeah. but, but Brighton plays Spurs quite soon so do we like, yeah they play the with Brentford so I remember, I've got to go to that one as well yeah so uh, I'll let you know how, how Deserve he's doing there i tell you first <laughs> I, just, I just know that game before actually so you've got to tell me i got to tell you I'll let I you know i got a Friday night game I saw this as well yeah Brent for Brighton on the Friday night two good progressive teams. yeah that should be good, good for managers that well, should be really good for them. both brus we'll have to do some sort of Sean <laughs> versus yeah Sean versus Jude Derby oh, content yeah. for it um, not in the form of an I Water Night pod. Unless you want to listen
3: to some- it. Unless you want to listen to it. Unless <laughs> We want have a Patreon or something.
2: Uh, yeah, I'd <laughs> just be buying coffees with Patreon. <laughs> That's good to <laughs> so Still fair. set it up. You know, I need to get another coffee, really.
1: I'm
3: feeling a bit. We had a. Not anyone cares at this point. We had Nad knows for lunch today. We're feeling the carbs now. Yeah. It was a big lunch. Need well, night. I, I another coffee Get coffee's
2: getting through. You had your bread roll. I would. <laughs> Well, not garlic bread, yeah, just bread seriously, roll. seriously, at Nando's, right, I can't be having a bread roll instead of garlic bread. And this was a bread roll, just a bread roll out of Tesco. You know, <laughs> it's not good enough, quite frankly. Let the fans down. Yeah, you really did. Taking the pride out of it because he yeah. is. Who are you? That was the thing.
3: Did you I posted in our Slack chat yesterday. I was in an AFTV video by accident. <laughs> yeah? Leaving the Brentford Arsenal game. Lee Judges was doing his player ratings and someone sent me a clip because they were blocking up the only way out of the stadium <laughs> I just walked behind him I got my coat in I put my hands in my pocket just walking straight out yeah just head down uh, yeah so there's, there's like a screen grab where it's just me and Lee Judges it's, oh show me that it's, it's the two finest minds in football oh yeah, meeting, you know, yeah 100% real kind of crossover event yeah show me that later yeah. Arsenal sort of looked quite good in that like yeah that game. well we'll talk about it more next week in the preview pod for it but oh yeah that's they, something want, to feel yeah. queasy about oh isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was li- actually on the way into work this morning. I was listening to cause I, I I get stupidly annoyed by Arsenal because I live in so many Arsenal circles. Um, listening to pods from last season about um, when we beat them and then when they lost to the Newcastle, make me feel better that <laughs> they're not going to win every game. Okay, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> nah, it's it, fine. Work. They still have. They still haven't proved. Like I had like four criticisms going into the season. It was yeah. like they didn't blow teams away. They didn't like stand up when they go behind they couldn't do it in midweek yeah and that was one I, remember, I can't forget they threw, yeah. they, two of those things they're blowing teams away and actually no they've only really done one they're blowing teams away but they haven't proved they can do it twice a week because they didn't
2: play twice in that, no. those midweek weeks Maybe. and they haven't really gone behind apart from against Man United and they lost exactly I mean in the same way that you've got a reserve judgement a little bit about that so I mean we can make our own assumptions and conclusions and all that but you go through the teams that Arsenal have played and you know, what was it? This is the easiest start to us this the season. Let's have a look. It's Leicester. It was Le- Leicester. You know, if these are the, annoyed, um, the season, they just didn't drop points in those yeah. easy games, because those are kind of where you bank on. Yeah, Leicester, Bournemouth, Fulham. Fulham have been quite good, to be fair. Well, They've been in the same way we did. Yeah. I thought we were
3: more convincing, so you know. The <laughs> <laughs> same thing as Leicester. I thought we were more yeah.
2: convincing. Six two, yeah. Fulham two one, so a couple of two ones, and then the lost to United, which was their first proper test. The Brent,
3: I think the Brentford one was, pro, was the
2: probably. I thought I thought they no, would get they slapped up. Me. I genuinely thought they get slapped up at Brentford just because, um, just because what happened last season. Yeah. Mean, there was it a bl- little bit of a. Ooh. I don't. I don't want to make
3: the excuses, but it did. I think the twelve o'clock kickoff played the hands a bit more in that the crowd was a bit flat in the it's 12 o'clock, you haven't got, got time to go get pissed before the game. Yeah, 12 whereas, o'clock is whereas, the same on, as... Whereas last season, it was the it. Friday night, the first game of the season, mm-hmm. Brentford's first game in the top flight in about 50 years, and the fans must have been just drunk. Yeah, out I mean, not many
2: game. teams would have had a chance there, now you think about it. Like, yeah, um, exactly, teams, yeah. Uh, most would um, have been blown yeah. away. I think the injuries affected Brentford a bit more than Arsenal. So. Yeah. That, that's my two cents. Yeah. You can write that down This are shit. We'll write those down, yeah. yeah. We don't usually go into secondary team scoops, but that was kind no. of... Nice maybe it'll be a running feature
3: <laughs> running gag for those who want it <laughs> all the break for the are there yeah it's not really it's, a joke is them. it yeah. alright <laughs> right, I think we're done for today <laughs> good, good hustle <laughs> alright right. thanks for listening everyone um, please subscribe if you haven't already it, and leave a rating it really helps out a lot we'll be back next week with a preview for the North London Derby oh
1: what a night <laughs>